We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Once again, it is the Sunday morning edition of the Field of 60 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Robert Dosh. So the gentleman you see next to me wearing the Michigan hat today, uh, deciding that he's going to bring bad luck on everybody that follows any of his bets, is the one and only Jeff Goodman. Jeffrey, how you doing, sir? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing it because uh, I'm hoping everybody in that Michigan program is okay. Uh, in the athletics department, uh, everywhere throughout the Michigan program because they were shut down uh, last night. The student newspaper broke the news, and that, that probably was the biggest news of the day just because we don't know what it means um, with, with a, a different strand of COVID. And, and I've heard about this, Rob, from other coaches lately, and they've said um, that, that have been hit by COVID, and they've said the difference has been lately that um, it hasn't been asymptomatic. Uh, kids have actually had symptoms. It, it's it's going through their programs at a quicker rate uh, and hitting them harder. And and I hope this isn't something. Uh, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but I, I just hope this isn't something that uh, is going to affect our country. Uh, forget about college basketball, but more for our country uh, going forward. And 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 we're not going to be able to contain this thing because it felt like. We finally have positive vibes about all this, right? Biden taking over, wear masks, whatever it is, uh, and hopefully, again, we can we can start to come together as a country and everything like that. And uh, again, maybe I'm making too much out of this, but but it is one of those things where you worry right now that this new strand is is worse. Yeah, the the part that that really opened my eyes to this was that this wasn't like a a, a Michigan athletic department decision. This was like a Michigan state decision, like coming down from, from the governor, coming down from the people that are voted to, to be in charge in that state that basically said, you guys can't do this. You know, we have this new variant, this new strain, this new mutation. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a doctor, that I understand no, no everything idea. that's going, what's going on there. But um, I do know that, that it's, it's, it's more transmissible, transmissible um, and, it's more contagious, and that's that's a problem the, with yeah. the way that this thing is already spreading uh, in our country. And you know, it really did feel like it was we kind of had the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like I mean, the vaccines are starting to roll out. Yeah. Um, like my family's starting to get them. My wife just got approved to to be able to go get her vaccine. She's going to find an appointment now. Um, and 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 now and now I mean, the, our buddy Gary Paris just showed up down in Mississippi and, and and got it. Like I don't know. I think he just filled out a form. You know, checked out. And, and and got you know his first one and I listen I'm not gonna lie like I was jealous when I heard that I was like man mm-hmm. like 
here in Massachusetts, we're months away from that. Months. I mean, my parents, my dad's over, you know, he's, he's, he's over 75 and he's still not able to get uh, the vaccine. Probably you're talking a month or so for him. Um, so anyway, yeah, listen, Michigan is a story to watch right now. Uh, but the bigger picture is obviously our country and then college basketball, how it affects. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing with Michigan, that's really, um, it, it just, it, it kind of hits at home is that on Tuesday, yep. Purdue played Ohio state, right? They won at Ohio state. There's a video going around of, uh, the locker room after that game where everybody like Purdue won a game on, on what basically amounted to a buzzer beater hit by a freshman. And they're all jumping around celebrating in the locker room after the game, 12 hours after that, uh, according to um, a timeline put together by Brendan Quinn at the athletic uh, Sasha Stavanovich, who was in the middle of that celebration uh, tested positive for, for COVID-19 and started showing symptoms. Um, he was isolated from, but everybody after testing positive Purdue tested, uh, I think it, they said, uh, Every single day, maybe maybe they it was do. twice a day. And yeah, the Big Ten tests every day with the PCRs, so that's how right. they can play right away. Basically, right. So and, and yeah, and Sasha, negative, I, you everybody else, you can play because we're testing every yes. day. Yes, yeah, and apparently Sasha like showed symptoms and didn't immediately test positive, but they were like, "You're going to isolate anyway," and eventually right. he did end up testing positive. Um, but I mean, he was like that was 12 hours after he was celebrating with all of his teammates in that locker room and. Um, Michigan still decided to to play Purdue on Friday night, two days later, because there were no positive tests, and 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 that's the kind of thing where it's like, well, okay, um, what are we doing? Yeah, what Purdue we- played Ohio State. Purdue played Ohio State on a Tuesday, yep. right? Then Ohio State turns around and they played um, Wisconsin on Saturday at Wisconsin. So you had all of that travel with all of those teams, um, and now Michigan is shut down. It's just like it at, yep. at some point. It's kind of like. Well, well, is it going to go through the entire Big Ten now because of how they've, they've handled this? And, again, mm-hmm. you know, they test every day, which has allowed them, honestly, to be the most effective league in terms of high major league, in terms of playing games thus far, right? But, like, the accuracy, uh, are they doing the right thing? I mean, they're, they're getting their guys on the court, and that is a win. And, again, listen, the, the, the mortality rate among college kids um, – you know, yeah, but obviously. it's not the the issue, and and you know I, I keep the, the frustrating thing about all of this it, it, when it, talking to people about this, it, it's not just the ju- yeah, it's not just whether or not these 100%. kids are going to die. It's like right. okay, how sick is are they going to get? Yes. how sick are they going to get? Is right. there like a Keontae Johnson situation? Yeah. And yeah. it's it's the spread, like it, it's it's the right. spread of it, and especially um, now, especially yeah, now with this strain that we just don't know the answer to, so. Uh, I'm with you. All right, let, let's move on to some. Yeah, and look, I, Brandon just said that, that there were no positives in the basketball program, and right. and yes, the, I, we we know that. Not yet, we know that, but it's also like the the risks that you're taking with it. It just it, it's I don't know. It, it, we just don't know I've, answers. We don't. Yes, and, and look, you know, and I've, I've everybody's moved the chains so far, and let's hope we can get to the finish line. You know, we're we're seven. I think it's seven weeks away today. From Selection Sunday, I still say, Rob, I still say it, and I'll say it again. NCAA, if you're listening, and we're going to have Dan Gavitt and David Warlock on the, the Goodman and Hummel podcast, um, which will be up on Tuesday. We're recording tomorrow. I'm going to ask them, bubble up. 
spend the money, 150 million, 100 mm-hmm. million, whatever it costs, and bubble up. Because if you don't, I'm telling you, you're going to run the risk of things like this. You know, Michigan, yeah. you know, other programs shutting down for two weeks. And then what do you do? Because here's here's the other part of it, Jeff. Students are going to start coming back to campus eventually. They already are. Yeah. And that's that is the biggest risk. It's not what did what did what did your boy call it? The golden window, yeah. you know the golden the gold the golden window has slammed shut. And, and there was you know, no the worst, golden window. Like go the, ask yeah, but college about the golden window or Siena but, or or South Carolina. Yeah, Frank Martin. The golden window worked out well. He got COVID twice. Yeah, but I, I okay. <laughs> See, that that's where that's where trolling you comes <laughs> works out perfectly. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's problematic. All right, speaking of things that are also problematic, uh, Jerry Stackhouse went off on his team. Coach K went off on a student reporter, um, and honestly, like, so I the Coach K one, I'm a little bit surprised that there's been as much of a negative backlash as there has been because I thought that the question was fine and his response was like it was a little condescending but there was very it was like a, a it very much felt like a grandfatherly thing right. where you kind of like say that's something right. to your grandfather and yep. um and your grandfather's like well that's not how you're supposed to do it and it's like okay I like it wasn't that bad but it's also you know coach K you don't have to like not everybody is coming to you for advice on everything right. you know like you don't have to dispense your wisdom at everybody that that comes across your path and that's kind of what uh, I, I think the big thing was you know it just it sounded very condescending the way that he said it i had a much and 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 it was completely unnecessary too like it wasn't like a bad question you know all you have to do the, the, well, here's the kid, what people need to know here's what people needed to know and, and and for that that student reporter so it was a a student reporter who basically asked uh the question his name was jake piazza um his first post-game question uh, to Coach K. And and he basically asked them, hey, Coach, you know, after that loss, what do you have to do next? That was basically his question in a nutshell. Like, what what do you have to do next to, to get better, to improve? Now, what people have to realize is a lot of times you're getting one shot with Coach K all week. You're not getting another availability before their next game. So you have to spin it forward. And it wasn't an out-of-line question. No, it's it's the most basic, simple question that any reporter asks in that situation. That's right. He, he said, okay, Duke lost. His story is going to be, okay, how do they get better? So you ask Coach K, how do you get better? You know what Coach K needs to say? Uh, you know, well, we're going to watch the film on the flight home, and, and, right. and when we get back, we're going to get into practice. Yep. You know, we got we Georgia fought, Tech on Tuesday. We, hard, we battled. But you know what? Ultimately, we didn't come up with a win. But but I need to watch the tape to really be able to break it down. Yeah, and so. and you know we're going to get in practice and we're going to improve. And and I loved our intensity. And you know as long as we compete the way that we competed today, I, I think that we're going to be fine. I think we'll have a good chance to win against Georgia Tech on Tuesday. That's right. all you have to say. It's so simple. Like I just what we just went on for like a minute right there, and we didn't say a damn thing. But it's a quote that the person could put in the paper, and that's all you really need. Like, that's all he yeah, wanted. It was, it was very disappointing, very, very disappointing that he would do that to a kid. And, and that's my thing. You want to go after me or you if we ask that question? Come on, man. Come on. But, okay, so that's that, do the one thing. Don't yeah, do that to a kid. The one thing that I will push back on is is going after him. I don't think that he was going after him. I think no, that he was like – it was like the same thing as the Dylan Brooks thing where he was like I, – I think that his reaction was, okay, let me teach this young man the 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 ways of the world and how to do this the right way. And, yeah. like, you don't need to do – like, you don't have to do that. You know, like you're – You do you're not. Coach K, like, when it comes to coaching your basketball players up, like, yes, 
I, I, I'm sure that everything that you say is going to help Matthew Hurt and Jalen Johnson and Wendell Moore and all of these guys. But like, you, you don't need to correct a student report. Like, he just wants a quote for a story. That's that's all he needs. Right. But you want? Do you want me to galaxy brain this? You want, you want my conspiracy theory on this? Go ahead. What do you got? What are we talking about right now? Uh, We're talking not, about not, so, not not them losing and being five and five. They're five. They're five and five. They don't have a top one hundred win in the net. They're ranked ninetieth in the net. They're probably not making the NCAA tournament. And what are we talking we about? We can't say that yet. We can't say but what that are, yet. But what, are, tweet, what are we talking about? What are we talking about right now? No, I tweeted. You're right. You're right. It takes the attention away from how shitty their team has been this year. And again, I, I'm not going to make too many excuses for Coach K in this one. I'm not. Um, because that's not me. But what I will say, what I will say in his defense is Coach K and Duke brought back his kids later than almost every high major program in America this year. I think it was like August 4th. And even when he brought him back, Coach K did not work out with these guys right away. Like, he, he's over 70. They told him, stay away. Stay away. We don't want you, 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 you putting yourself at risk. So they were further behind than most. That's the only thing I'll say to Coach K, and and, and they're they're giving a little bit of the benefit of their doubt why um, why their freshmen have taken longer to, to to come around. That's all. Yeah, and I I will also say this for people that would think that we're Duke haters or Coach K haters or have an anti Duke bias or whatever we we defended him for things that he said. Um, about uh, the the insurrection at the Capitol um, yeah. after that happened, like we yeah. we praised him for it, we commended him for it. Um, we def- we defended him when he uh, when he decided he wanted to to opt out of non conference play, yep. and we defended him there when everybody else was making jokes and ripping on him. Well, we also made some Coach K jokes, but for the most part, we're like we defended him. I, I, you got to get your Coach K jokes in. Um, but. This is just like – it's just so unnecessary, and it takes all the attention away from And he team. usually – Rob, the one thing I'll say for those who say like, well, he's being a, a poor sport, a, a bad loser. The first thing Kay always does after he loses, every single time, and I've been in all these press conferences, first thing he does is give the other team credit. Whether he means it or not, I don't care. He does it the right way generally. And my guess is yesterday, at the beginning of that press conference, I didn't see it. He probably gave Chris Mack in Louisville and, and Carly Jones credit. Yeah, he does that thing where he looks up at the ceiling and he's like, "Well, well, 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 that's a that's a good team right, over there. Right, that's exactly. a good team that we played. Yes. That's what that's like. I can't tell you how many times I've heard Coach K say that's that's a good team that we right. played. It was about so he, yeah. <laughs> so about so. anyway. All right. All right. So Jerry, Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse. Do you, yeah, me, get, do you want me? Let's get do you want me? Do you want me to take this one first so no, that you don't no, have to get, no, get the, no, the blame I, for for going off on them? Yes, I mean this is this this is something I've been waiting to do for a while, and, and I have done since the day he got hired. I said Stackhouse was a bad hire, um, and, and I really said as much as anything. I thought the athletic director was an idiot, the former athletic director for firing Bryce Drew like an, a, a month into his tenure was a complete moron, and then he got fired for doing some crap within the athletic department. Um, so he's gone. New AD, you know, listen, bottom line is I, I think I'm right on this one. I may not have been right about Juwan Howard, okay? But most times I've been right about the former NBA player who has $100 million in their account not being prepared to work hard enough in college basketball. Chris Mullen, Patrick Ewan. Now we got Stack, who blew his stack last night. 
And uh, and the bottom line was Stack threw his players under the bus. Something you do not do. He threw a freshman. You didn't like that? He blew his stack. Oh man, no, that was good. I actually wish right. I thought of that. That's that was that was pretty good. <laughs> Here's my favorite quote from Jerry Stackhouse after they lost to Arkansas by 20 and are o in o and five in in SEC play. Um, so here's one of them. So if somebody asked them, is it just an attitude effort thing? Yeah, I just think it's a focus thing. You hate to point to one thing, one guy, but it's just today. It was literally Miles Thute. I couldn't even keep him in the game. And again, freshmen are going to have ups and downs, but they're supposed to be able to play well at home. I expect them to not perform as well on the road. That's typically what role players and young guys struggle with. Like, come on, come on, Stack. That's bullshit. That is bullshit to single out a freshman who played 14 minutes and put that on him. You know, you played at a high level. Maybe you were so good that it motivated you, but it's a freshman. It's a freshman in the middle of a damn pandemic. Get a clue. Be a leader. Come on. Yeah, at, at some point, and and I remember my dad was a teacher, and one of the things that he used to say was that um, if every student failed a test in his class, then – he didn't do a very good job teaching. If his guys weren't ready to learn and didn't learn, then it was on him as a teacher. And I think that kind of applies here too, right? Like Jerry Stackhouse in his career is 15 to 28 overall. He's three and 20 in the SEC. He sucks. He sucks. He's done a, he's done a garbage job, period. And at some point you kind of have to turn the camera on yourself. And look, it's not like he didn't have talent either. You know, Saban Lee, Lee's an NBA player, right? Hurt for part of last year. So I get it. They were like eight and five with Neesmith, and then they bottomed out without him. They still had Saban Lee. They still have Scottie Pippen Jr., who's averaging 22 a game. My bigger thing, Rob, my bigger thing is, according to my sources, over and over, I've I've heard from plenty now, the dude doesn't work hard enough. Number one, he doesn't work hard enough, which is no surprise for, again, a former NBA player. Number two, his his whole approach has been – I'm going to out-develop people. I'm not going to out-recruit them. I'm going to out-develop them. Yeah, like, that doesn't work in college basketball. Unless you're like Tony Bennett, you're not out-developing people. You're, you're, listen, yeah, you did a great job with the, the 905 team, okay? The, the, the 905, the Toronto Raptors G League team that he won the title with a few years ago. Well, do you know who was on that team, Robert? Do you have any idea who he had on that team? That he Ooh, yeah. Give it to me. He had Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet on that team. <laughs> like, like Talia could have coached that team to the title. They're playing against like Troy Williams and Kyle Wilcher, and he had friggin' two fringe NBA All Stars on his team. That's well, cool. he developed them. That's he what it was. Stackhouse Stack developed. Here's the team he went up against. Ready? Here's the team. He had Siakam and Van Vliet, the starting five for the Rio Grand Vipers in the in the series, in the in the championship series. JP Tokoto. I know I pronounce his name wrong every time. Kyle Wilcher. These are some tough names. Uh Chinanu Onuaku from Syracuse, right? Syracuse? Nope, that was Arinze. Chinanu's okay. from uh Louisville. Louisville, Louisville, yeah. Troy Williams and Darius Morris. And he had Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. Okay, my point proven. All right, so uh, a lot of a lot of other games happened yesterday. 
Um, what was the biggest storyline? Was it Conzo's revenge? Was it Baylor getting a win when Cade Cunningham didn't play? Was it Oklahoma beating Kansas? Was it Florida State proving that they're the best team in the ACC? Was it, was it Kansas losing three straight? It was it was Kansas losing three straight, and I don't think you can say anything else it, 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 because now now are you looking at the start of the slide for Kansas? Okay, with with everything that's happened with with the NCAA and federal investigations. Right. Are we starting to see the slide with Kansas now to whereas they're not going to be elite anymore? Like I've still got them in the top 10 this year, even with with their five losses. Three of them are high level losses. Right. That's this. This is example number one, by the way, of why no one should ever take your ranking seriously, because you still have Kansas in the top 10. And all you've done every single time we've done one of these shows, you've been like, oh, Kansas isn't that good. Ah, oh, they don't have a top 10 player. Ah, oh, they don't have a traffic. Oh, they suck. Oh, but, this team is the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. And then you still have them in the top 10. Oh, because <laughs> because of this, because of this, three of their losses have come to Gonzaga at Baylor. And then the one at Texas at home, they got blown out. But like, okay, is anybody beating Gonzaga on a neutral court or Baylor at Baylor? Anybody? No, no. So throw those two losses away. So they've got three losses. Texas at home, not a good loss because of how it happened. At Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State, neither of those are bad losses. They're not. They're not. Like Oklahoma is a top 25 team right now. Oklahoma State is a top 20 team right now. You lost on the road in both. Their five losses are as good as anybody's five losses. And their wins, they beat Creighton. They beat in Lubbock. They beat Texas Tech. They beat West Virginia. They beat Oklahoma at home. Like, they beat a crappy uh, Kentucky team. I don't even count that. But they beat Texas Tech and, and West Virginia, who are both, like, top 15 teams, Rob. They have to be in the top 10. They have to be when you put their resume up against all these other teams. Okay. Kansas plays West Virginia tomorrow. Who are you taking? Probably West Virginia. Well, you can have them. You can have them. I'll, I'll just say it's close. How's that? I will say it's it's a total toss-up. If they play 10 times, they probably split five apiece. And Kansas doesn't play West Virginia tomorrow. Oh, you're saying if they play if, West Virginia if, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, if they play them tomorrow, yes. If they play them tomorrow 10 times. Okay, I was about to say. Five, I, was, what, what, I was about to say, what do you what do you been sipping on over there? What did you put in your coffee? Big Monday, big Monday. I don't even know who's big doing. Monday. Uh, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Syracuse, and Virginia. Um, I also I do also just want to um to mention that uh that you went out and you put together this unbelievable list of the teams that have the best home courts. I did the best home court versus uh, versus road disparity in conference play. I did, and you proved I to it. everybody to right. everybody that Minnesota and Wisconsin are the two best home home court teams no, not on the planet. Not on the planet, and both of them went out on no, Saturday and got whipped left. at home. Oklahoma whipped at home, just got whipped at home. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I did. Minnesota was 13th, and I did put it together because of Minnesota. They were 4-0 this year at the barn, 0-4 against uh, on, on the road in conference play. I felt so good about that <laughs> game yesterday. I was like, there's no way, Minnesota. Given five and a half? This is like easy money. This is stealing. And, and I even doubled up on it. Like, 
it, it was just it was bad. It was luckily I came from behind. I was I looked at it yesterday. At one point I was seven and ten. I, I made twenty four bets yesterday. <laughs> I was seven and ten at one point, and uh, I was like, "Oh man, I'm in trouble." And and I finished strong, Rob. You know how I finished? Fourteen and ten. I won my last seven. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. It was not hard. not bad. Not bad, Jeffrey. Not because uh, Saturdays bad. are not my strength. We talked about this yesterday because I'm I'm a little bit all over the place. I'm, there's so much going on. In my head, I can't handle all that. You, you can, you can, Mike. You know, you're you're all over the place. I, I just don't do well like that. All right. So today, yeah, fewer games. We have Rutgers at Indiana. Indiana's yeah. lane four and a half. We have Notre Dame at Miami. Miami's lane three. Uh, yeah, Miami's lane three. Yeah. Uh, we have Memphis at East Carolina. I'm not even sure what the line is, but I think Six. that we probably just kind of have to to ride Six. the. I like I like those three favorites. I, I love Memphis. I love Memphis here. I like East I like all three favorites. I mean, the Memphis Tigers are feeling good about themselves today. They're coming in with some swagger. Like Memphis, if you're Memphis, you need swagger, don't you? Like I want to see Memphis come on the court and be like the Antonio Anderson Memphis team, where they come on the court, they're talking shit. Like East Carolina is scared of them. I'm not sure it's at that point, but but like I want Memphis to think they're that at least. Mm-hmm. So I, I like. They need to be. They need to be. So yep, that's my pick of the day, I believe. Um, and I, I really like. I really. Like, I do. I do like Miami. I'm not. I'm not sold on Notre Dame necessarily being all that good. Right. Um, I do believe Cam Mcgusty and Earl Timberlake are are both going to play unless there's some likes other, is not. I'm told likes, likes is not. Uh, but Cam Augusti and Earl Timberlake played uh, the the last game, yeah. and I know they got run out of the gym. But um, I, I, but that that's why I like it even more. Mm-hmm. I like it more with them. It's getting a buy low spot. Uh, I also I also really like Indiana too. I, I just this feels like a spot where where Rutgers is just you like, hate I, Rutgers now. You hate them. They just I don't know what it is, man. I think it's part of it is they're all banged up. Part of it is um, they didn't have the advantage of the emotion at the rack. Part of it is they're not getting the stops that they were getting before. Uh, I just i i think I think Indiana's a play there, especially like if, if Indiana's going to make some jumpers and Armand Armand Franklin and, and Rob Finnessy are going to play well. Um, the one thing to keep an eye on is that I think Amar is back. Is that is that right? Cliff, yeah, yeah. Cliff played I think last game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So if 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 he's around, like that, that does change things a little bit. Um, but again, it, it's you don't think this is going to be a close game, like a grinder, like Indiana scored last game. No, I don't. I just like I. You don't have confidence in Rutgers right now. You have nothing. Yeah, I, no I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to make of Rutgers at this point. Yeah. And um, Indiana yeah, I, at home, like with a little bit of like. I, I also do think again, Indiana is one of those teams where they kind of have to be like. Fuck you, we're Indiana. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I don't think that works with Indiana. I think it works with Memphis. I don't think it no, it does. Indiana. It it does, but it's 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 a confidence thing with them. And I don't know how much of their struggles has necessarily been confidence, how much of it has been coaching, how much yeah. of it has been they're just not that good. But I do I, I I've been saying it all years, like my biggest thing with Indiana is that they have this stud in the post and they don't have the shooting around him. 
yeah. to be able to make it happen. They don't have the playmaking. Yep. And if Armand Franklin can get it going and Rob Finney can get it going, that does change things a little bit. And mostly, like, I, I just don't, I don't want to invest anything on Rutgers at this point. They've lost five in a row. They've lost six of the last seven. They're three and six in the Big Ten. They're seven and six overall. They're coming off of an eight-point loss um, at Penn State. Yep. I just I think I think Indiana's the play there. So I like the three favorites in those games. All right. Um let me give you a couple more here that I kinda like. All right. So um I like uh Delaware. I, they didn't cover yesterday. They're getting four and a half against UNC Wilmington. UNC Wilmington fourth game since Monday, Rob. Fourth game in six. A lot of days. games. Same deal with uh, Hofstra. I like Hofstra playing Towson. And, and both, and, and to compound it, both UNCW, who's playing Delaware again, I like Delaware getting the four and a half, and Hofstra, who's giving five and a half against Towson. Towson's fourth game in, in, in six days. And both UNCW and Towson were coming off pauses. So had nothing, had to play now – Four times in six days. So I like those those two. I'm going to take those two and hope at worst I split and, and at best uh, I win both because they're just not going to have their legs ultimately. Mm-hmm. So um, those are, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stay simple today. You know, not a lot going on. So are you said you're, you're fading UNC Wilmington and you're fading Towson, right? Correct. That's right. I'm taking Delaware and Hofstra. I'm taking Memphis and Miami. I believe that's all I love at this point. Like, there's some stuff I kind of like, but not enough. Like, I kind of like BU getting five, kind of. But I'm worried about that whole mask thing with BU playing at Lafayette. Like, I I just don't know how BU – they've been bad this year, you know, again, Mm -hmm. partially because they have to wear masks at home. They're they're, they're much stringent uh, rules for them. Um, so I, I'm just going with those four: Memphis, Miami, Delaware, and uh, and Hofstra. Throw and, and, and um, shout throw, out to Joe Mahalik, by the way. Shout out to Joe Mahalik. Two guys um, I want to shout out uh, on the pod and and hope that they're doing better. And I spoke to Tim Cluse about a week ago, the former Iona coach who had to step down uh, last season due to health problems, and, and Joe. Uh, Hofstra's head coach has been away from the team this year. So uh, I want to shout out both those guys and, and, and hope they're doing better and continue to get better. I just logged all of those picks into the BetSports app. So, um, I mean, if, if, you, follow if us- you followed me on BetSports yesterday, you, you, you did well. Mm-hmm. Four over. Now, again, if, I'm not if you follow, if you follow me on BetSports at, at about one thirty six. Yeah. In the PM, yeah, Eastern well. Standard Time, the only yeah. legitimate time zone, uh, you would have seen me log a five-unit bet on Baylor, minus eight and a half. Oof. That was as soon as the news came down that uh, that Cade Cunningham wasn't playing. So if you have your notice turned on, you would have seen that. If you would have followed me, uh, you would have sweat out for the first 30 minutes of that game. But then, <laughs> Yes, you would have. Yes, you would have. <laughs> but eventually, you would have. Uh, Harry Butler got going, and it was a wrap. It was you would have been. Complete wrap. You you would have you would have uh, taken a ride think, to Papa's Billy with me. Here's the biggest one today. Here, here all right, Rob. For, forget about the college hoop bets for today. We got two big time football games today. You got Aaron Rodgers 
going against Tom Brady. Uh, Tampa Bay's giving three and a half. Who do you like? Brady, Rodgers. Who are you putting your money on? Oh, man. Um, it's at Lambeau. I, th- I think you, you got to go with Rodgers at home. I just think you got to go with Rodgers at home. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah. you just have to, right? Yeah. Tom I mean, Brady, Tom Brady, and, Tom Brady in the cold. You know, Tom Brady's like sixty years old, man. Like he doesn't, he don't want to be well, outside. Rodgers isn't exactly a young buck, but he's used to the. He, I mean, Brady's used to the cold from being here in, in New England, but not that cold, right? Not yeah, but cold. he moved. But why do you think he moved to Tampa? He's yeah. like, he's like, he's gotten soft. <laughs> you're calling him. You, you, you're saying he's gotten soft. He's like every old man. He's like every one of your grandparents. You know, like I mean, look he at wants the four to, quarterbacks. He didn't. He didn't want to deal with having to shovel snow anymore. He didn't. He didn't want to deal with the cold. He didn't want to deal with any of that. So he moved to Tampa. He moved to Florida. He's smarter than the rest you know? of us. Snow. He's a, he's a snowbird, and now he's coming back to the cold. He didn't want to do that. Yeah, I, listen. The only thing I'll say to that is like he's got so many weapons. I know Antonio Brown's banged up, but he's got so many damn weapons. Like I don't know how he's got to have such a bad game. You know. Devontae Adams, the best receiver probably in, in, in football. Um, but, man, Tampa's got weapons. And then you got Buffalo, Kansas City. Mahomes coming off the concussion, favored by three and a half over Josh Allen, who's been terrific this year. Like, you got to go KC here, don't you? you just hoping Mahomes has no ill effects. You have to go Mahomes. I mean, we all want to see Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe we don't. I covered the Bills. Like, I'm rooting for I- the Bills here. I, I, I want the Bills. Like, I want the Bills to win. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I Bills Mafia? I want, to, I want to see what would happen to every single folding table in this in, in upstate New York if, awesome. if, if the Bills win that game. Can I give you my favorite story covering the Buffalo Bills years ago? Yeah, yeah of course. Do you even need to ask? Do you I don't even, know if I've ever even... told you this one. So, I'm covering the Bills and I'm young. I'm like – it's 1999, so I'm, I'm like 27, and uh, and I was like, you know, I wasn't intimidated or anything like that. But I came in, I was working for the AP as a, it was a part time six month temporary position. Okay, I was going to learn um, from a guy named Bucky Gleason who worked for the AP at the time. Well, right. I get there, I get there, and he's he get he just taken a job with the Buffalo News, so there's nobody else there. So I'm on my own, completely on my own. I'm covering training camp, you know, driving every day. It's about an hour away from Buffalo uh, every day. And I uh, built up a pretty good relationship with Bruce Smith at that time. It was Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed. Like, at right. the end. It was awesome. Awesome. And uh, so, anyway, so the games start, and uh, Doug Flutie's on the team, too. Doug Flutie and Rob Johnson. I had played softball with Doug Flutie. So, like, I knew Doug, but, like, Doug was never, like, a touchy-feely type guy. But, like, I knew him, would play, knew his nephew well. He was on our softball team. By the way, I've never seen anybody make a better throw from right center field. Somebody tried to tag up from second to third on him once, and he tracked down the ball. He was coming from, like, center, dead center. He tracks down the ball in right center, okay? Somebody tries to tag on him, and it's, like, deep right center. Going second to third. I'm playing third. He throws the ball on a line. The thing never moves. It's 10 feet off the ground, like five feet off the ground the entire time. I could have closed my eyes, caught the ball, put the tag on this kid, trying to trying to go from second to third. It was that easy. Like, 
it's amazing to say like what what an athlete he was. You know, I played hoop with him all the time, pick up uh, down in Natick, Massachusetts. Like he was just an athlete. Anyway, not to get off track. Um, <laughs> we're, we're already we're already we're so off. far off track. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, te- you know who Ted Washington was? Yes. Remember Ted Washington? He was like 375-pound nose tackle, big, big boy. So every time – I never needed Ted Washington because he was a nose tackle, right? Working for the Associated Press, you don't need a nose tackle generally. So I never really talked to him through the first, you know, all of training camp and the first maybe six weeks of, of the regular season. Um, but I would watch everybody else go over and talk to him. And every time somebody would try to ask him a question – He'd do this whole song and dance. Oh, geez. Like, it was this whole charade. And, like, it was just so annoying to watch. So, finally, after, like, I don't know, it was probably, like, game eight. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk to Ted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shot. I'm going to go over and talk to him just for the hell of it. I didn't really need him. But I'm like, I might as well get a quote. I need something, you know, from a defensive lineman. So, I go up, and he's his locker is right next to Marcellus Wiley's. Who was young at that point, coming out of Columbia, and Marcellus was the exact opposite—the nicest human being in the world, just kind of what you see now on TV with with Marcellus, just an elite level uh, guy. So I go up to Ted, and uh, and I'm like, "Hey, Ted, um, you, you got a minute? You know, just need a quick comment from you on whatever." Oh, geez, you, you, why, why are you asking? Just going on and on and on for like thirty seconds. Why are you bothering me? Why are you asking me? Blah, blah, blah. So I just lo- looked over at Marcellus and I said, why does he have to be such an asshole? And uh, walked out after that. And then the next day, so the defensive linemen have to come through the media room to get to their film room. So he comes up and I kind of knew something was probably going to happen at that point. Like I, I knew, I knew it wasn't a smart move to, to mess with Ted Washington, but I did it anyway. Cause I was an idiot. I probably would do the same thing now. Cause I haven't learned. Um, so he comes up, they come off the elevator, all the defensive linemen and Ted comes right up. We're all at, we're at a table in the middle of the room he comes up and he starts pointing right in my face. He called me an asshole. And, uh, and I'm like, no, no, I said, you you were an asshole, Ted. Like, he's in my face. The PR guy, Scott Burke, told us right there. And finally, luckily, Bruce Smith comes over and, like, gets him away from me. Because, like, he, he would have killed me. I mean, seriously, Ted Washington could have crushed me. He, he was that big, that strong. And me being a 27-year-old idiot reporter, um, I, I messed with him. The wrong guy. The wrong guy. But... But again, Bruce Smith kind of saved my ass on that one. Bruce Smith also brought me um, – he he was hurt that year, and, and he kind of showed me uh, the injury that he was dealing with with his shoulder, why he couldn't make his spin move. Like, it was the coolest year ever for me. Like, I, I saw Thurman Thomas get beyond chip-based. The first preseason game, there's a bar across the street, and Alan Wilson, the late Alan Wilson of the Buffalo News, brought me over uh, after the game. And, and we just had some wings of beers and whatever. And Thurman, man, was he, he was doing shots. So shit-faced. It was, it, it was just, it was a really good half year. I got actually um, promoted 
from there to New York City to the, the main AP office, which was miserable. We could talk about that some other time. The experience I had there was brutal. Um, but man, Buffalo, that it was fun. It was fun covering the Bills and the Sabres. So you're rooting for the Bills today. You just confirmed it. Totally. No, totally. Confirmed Kansas City hater. You guys heard it right here. Confirmed Kansas City hater. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.